things peaceably ordained. And as for Sir Daniel, you are very brave behind his back, but I will be no tale-bearer, and let that suffice. I say no harm of your master, Richard, returned the peasant. You're a lad, but when you come to a man's inches, you'll find you have an empty pocket. I say no more. The saints help Sir Daniel's neighbours, and the blessed maid protect his wards. Clisby, said Richard, you speak what I cannot hear with honour. Sir Daniel is my good master and my guardian. Come now, will you read me a riddle? returned Clisby. On whose side is Sir Daniel? I know not, said Dick, colouring a little, for his guardian had changed sides continually in the troubles of that period, and every change had brought him some increase of fortune. Aye, returned Clisby, you know no man, for indeed... He is one that goes to bed Lancaster and gets up York. Just then the bridge rang under horseshoe iron, and the party turned and saw Bennet Hatch come galloping. A brown-faced grizzled fellow, heavy of hand and grim of mien, armed with sword and spear, a steel salet on his head, a leather jack upon his body. He was a great man in these parts, Sir Daniel's right hand in peace and war, and at that time, by his master's interest, bailiff of the hundred. Clipsby, he shouted, "Ought to the moat house, and send all of the laggards the same gate. Bowyer will give you a jack and salad. We must ride before curfew. Look to it. He that is last at the lich gate, Sir Daniel shall reward. Look to it right well. I know you for a man of naught. Nancy added to one of the women, Is old Appleyard up town? I'll warrant you, replied the woman, in his field for sure. So the group dispersed, and while Clipsby walked leisurely over the bridge, Bennett and young Shelton rode up the road together through the village and past the church. "'He will see the old shrew,' said Bennett. "'He will waste more time grumbling and prating of Harry the Fifth than would serve a man to shoe a horse, and all because he's been to the French wars.' The house to which they were bound was the last in the village, standing alone among lilacs and beyond it on three sides there was open meadow rising towards the borders of the wood. Hatch dismounted, threw his rein over the fence, and walked down the field, Dick keeping close at his elbow, to where the old soldier was digging knee-deep in his cabbages, and now and again in a cracked voice singing a snatch of song. He was all dressed in leather, only his hood and tippet were of black frieze and tied with scarlet. His face was like a walnut shell, both for colour and wrinkles, but his old grey eye was still clear enough and his sight unabated. Perhaps he was deaf. Perhaps he thought it unworthy of an old archer of Agincourt to pay any heed to such disturbances. But neither the surly notes of the alarm bell nor the near approach of Bennet and the lad appeared at all to move him, and he continued obstinately digging and piped up very thin and shaky. Now, dear lady, if they will be, I pray you that you will rue on me. Nick Appleyard, said Hatch, Sir Oliver commends him to you, and bids that ye shall come within this hour to the moat house, there to take command. The old fellow looked up. Save you, my masters, he said, grinning, and we'll go with Master Hatch. Master Hatch is off to Ketley, with every man that we can horse, returned Bennet. There's a fight, toward, it seems, and my lord stays a reinforcement. Aye, verily, returned Appleyard, and what will ye leave me to garrison withal? 
I leave you six good men and Sir Oliver to boot, answered Hatch. It'll not hold the place, said Appleyard. The number sufficeth not. It would take two score to make it good. Why, it's for that we came to you, old shrew, replied the other. Who else is there but you that could do aught in such a house with such a garrison? Ay, when the pinch comes, you remember the old shoe, returned Nick. There's not a man of you can back horse or hold a bill. And as for archery, St. Michael, if old Harry the Fifth were back again, he would stand and let you shoot at him for a farthing a shoot. Nay, Nick, there's some can draw a good bow yet, said Bennet. Draw a good bow, cried Appleyard. Yes, but who'll shoot me a good shoot? It's there the eye comes in and the head between your shoulders. Now, what might you call a long shoot, Bennet Hatch? Well, said Bennet, looking about him, it would be a long shoot from here.